Farm Foundation is an outreach of the Permanent Baptist Churches of DeKalb County. New Bildad Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Seven Springs community on New Bildad Road each Sunday morning at 10.30, Sunday night at 6, and Wednesday night at 6.30. The Mount View Primitive Baptist Church meets in the Shiny Rock community on Old Blue Springs Road each Sunday morning at 10.30. Your speaker today is Elder Joseph Arnold, pastor at the New Bildad Church. Good morning and welcome to the Firm Foundation. 
We are thankful to announce that the Firm Foundation now can be heard in podcast form on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, just to name a few. If you can, join us for these messages there, or, as always, you can catch it here on 101.7 FM WJLE. We are thankful that we've been able to be with them for over 15 years now. You can catch our morning services the preaching portion at 11 a.m. on both Mount View's Facebook page and New Build Ads Facebook page. And also, in addition to that, Mount View's Facebook page, Elder Ricky Arnold produces a Thought of the Day, a morning devotional, an easy read, and it's a good way to start your day. So if you can, swing by and check those out. And as always, thank you for joining us here on the Firm Foundation. May God bless you, and after this song, we'll bring you a message from God's Word. The whole creation groans, and sin enslaves my soul. This body longs to be redeemed and told. Yet hope within me rises to cheer my heart again. For God ordained these things to save from sin. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate. Though same he called and justified by grace. Time aren't worthy to compare. For when Christ comes, we'll be glorified. His image we shall bear. Book of Romans, chapter 1, and verse 15. So as much as is in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, The just shall live by faith. I can't think of any better news than the power of God unto salvation. So what do we mean by that? What we mean by that is that God saves sinners like us all by himself. Then the book of Ephesians chapter 1, in verse 4, it says, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, 
according to the riches of His grace. All those things reference how good and how great your God is to you and what He did on your behalf. It was not offered to you. It was paid in full to the Father, which was the offended party, by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. The ones that God knew before the foundation of the world, Jesus Christ paid for them, made them accepted. Not that they accepted Him, but that God accepted them by the work of Jesus Christ. You have forgiveness of sins. Why? Because of the grace of God. You have the forgiveness of sins because of the blood of Jesus Christ, paying for your sin debt that you owed to God. And in chapter 2 and verse 1, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And the word quickened means made alive. He made you alive. By any decision that you made, not so. Because you were dead in trespasses and sins. He describes the human condition in the next verse. It says, Where in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others. That is the description of every child of God. It, that's the description of everybody from Adam on up. That they are by nature the children of wrath. Even the Apostle Paul himself said, among we all had our conversation in time past. The way that Paul walked, apart from the grace of God, is as a sinner. And you think about Apostle Paul. I mean, Apostle Paul was a great man. He was a blessed character. He labored more abundantly than they all, did he not? But he said, yet not I, but the grace of God that worketh in me. So, that is the good news of the gospel. It said that the gospel, that he is not ashamed of the gospel. What is one thing you must have in reference to the gospel? Do not be ashamed of it. Let's go to the book of 1 John chapter 5. In verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus Christ is the Christ is born of God. Were they getting ready to be born? They're already born. And everyone that loveth him is begot, that begot loveth him, also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. When they love God and keep His commandments, that's the evidence that they are the children of God. They wouldn't do it if they weren't. If they were not already born of God, they would not do anything that pleases God. So if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Christ, you're already born. Not getting in shape to be born. Let's go over to the Gospel of John now, chapter 1. 
In the Gospel of John chapter 1 and verse 11, He came, He being Jesus, came unto His own, and His own received Him not. The people that were of God's people, the Jewish people, He came to them, and they rejected His message, and rejected Him entirely. They received Him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now it is important for us to believe. That if you believe that Jesus Christ is who he said he was, you're a blessed character. The word power there means privilege. I believe that serving God is a privilege. And it's a privilege we should not take lightly. I believe this is an important thing that we do. You have, it also means right. You have the right and the privilege to seek the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, He gave them power to become the sons of God. That word become means to be assembled as or known as that you would put someone on a stage if it were. And you know who that person on the stage is. They know you're a, son, a child of the Lord God because you have received the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. It didn't make you born again. It's an evidence of it. He's given you the right and the privilege to be known as one of His. Letting your light so shine, if you will. Because how are they born, though? Which were born. They were already born when they received. They couldn't have received without being born. They wouldn't have the right or privilege to be known as children of God if they were not born already. How are they born? Not of blood. Now that speaks directly to the Jewish people. They believe they were children of God because they were children of Abraham. But it's not by that. And if you're a Gentile, which you are, you ought to be thankful for that. It's not based on your blood lineage. Nor of the will of the flesh. Why is that? Because the flesh is corrupt. Nor of the will of man. See, here's the thing. The will of man is corrupt. He told a group of Jewish people in Gospel of John chapter 5, you will not come to me. And then he tells them in chapter 6, You cannot come to me unless the Father which has sent me draw him. But this has happened to the people that have received him as who he said he was. They are already born. Not because of their blood, not because of their will, but because of God. Which were born not of the blood, not of blood nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. They had to be born first. 
and then they can believe. Now, we've established this, I believe, but we got one more verse of Scripture to go to on this. And it's found in the book of Acts, chapter 13. In verse 47. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. Now that's really good, isn't it? Is it good to see both people rejoicing in what the Lord has done? I believe it is. That's a good thing. That the Lord had blessed the Apostle Paul to be a light for these Gentile people. These people have never heard this good news because Jews had the law service and could point towards Jesus Christ, the Gentiles, many of them never even heard or thought about it. But this group of Gentiles was glad to hear the truth. What made them different? And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. The ones that were already going to heaven already done by the work of the Lord that we talked about in Ephesians chapter 1 and 2. That work is done for these people. And that's the people that believed. They already were possessors of eternal life. Now they have the ability to believe. They weren't born of what they did. They were born because of a God that pleased to give them life and save them by himself on the cross of Calvary. Those are the people that believe. They're already born, not according to the will of their flesh, not according to the will of the man, but of God. And they didn't have any blood claim. It didn't really matter. Because they weren't children of Abraham or Jacob or anybody else. But the good news is they were children of God. And he done that by himself. Now, if you believe these things, don't be ashamed of it. And I will even go a little bit further. I am not ashamed to say that I am a primitive Baptist that believe in salvation by grace. So what is it for us? What should we do? What should be our mode of operation now. The book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Can we pray that the Lord will give us boldness? Be bold in what you believe. That does not mean arrogant. We ought to be thankful. I'm thankful to be a primitive Baptist. 
I'm thankful for what the truth that we know is of salvation by free and sovereign grace. And he tells the Colossian church something very similar. Continue in prayer with, and watch in the same with thanksgiving with all praying also for us that God would open us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am in bonds. Lord, can you give us an opportunity to tell what great things thou hast done? This none of it's based on your works. It's not based on my works. We're going to tell them what God did. Amen. And the best way to do that is serving by your actions. Well, what is what is faith? Faith is a gift of God. It's a fruit of the Spirit. If it, if you've got it, it came from Him. Amen. But faith without works is dead. And one of the works that I believe is very important is evangelism. You see, here's the key to revival. We believe in the sovereign God, right? We need to proclaim it. We need to proclaim of salvation by that sovereign God. Grace is free. And I want more people to know it. And it's vital for this country to know that God is so, still sovereignly in charge. Able to save sinners like me. And did save sinners like me. Saved everyone he intended to have. Why? Because he has done whatsoever he has pleased. It's, that, it's a very simple message. And it's good news. Let's not be ashamed of it. Then, First Peter chapter three and verse fifteen. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Somebody wants to know what the good news of the gospel is. Don't be ashamed of it. Amen. Be ready. What does it mean? What do you think it means to be ready? All right, we got some kids in the crowd tonight. And y'all been in school for about a week and a half now, correct? Two weeks, roughly. Has any of you had a test yet? Someone's had four? Whoa. What should you do if you're going to have a test? Study. So, if you're going to study for a test to have uh, the knowledge to pass your test, right? When the teacher asks you questions, she's going to see if you know the answers. Well, if somebody does not understand the salvation by grace, and they ask you, have you studied enough to be able to pass the test? And tell them why you have a hope. Why you have this belief that there is a God, and that He saves sinners like us. Because listen to what it says. 
What did we say that faith was? It was a gift of God. And verse 17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. If you have faith and you have studied to show yourself approved unto God, know what the truth is of salvation by sovereign grace. Can you reveal from what's in your faith to someone else that has faith already? Those Gentiles in the book of Acts 13 already have faith. The What Paul had in his, he was able to reveal it to those Gentiles in that setting. Could we have the opportunity to do the exact same thing? Somebody that asks us the truth, what the truth is, why we believe in grace alone, can we reveal that to another person that has faith already? They won't believe it if they don't have life. But if they have life, you have opportunity. Let's not be ashamed of who we are. We're sinners saved by grace and we understand that grace is free. And that's the good news of the gospel. That's the only hope for sinners. And it's something I do not want to be ashamed of. I don't want to be ashamed of this little congregation that's been here for 200 years. Proclaiming the exact same thing the whole time. Salvation by grace. On Wednesday nights we went through the articles of faith of this church. I believe those things to be true. I believe that God elected a people before the world began. I believe he died for them. I believe that he'll call them between conception and death. I believe he'll glorify them. And that is nothing to be ashamed of. It is something that we ought to be thankful for. He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. And there's also another place in Jeremiah. He said, Let not the wise men glory in his wisdom, nor the mighty man glory in his might, or the rich man to glory in his riches. Well, if you're not going to glory in your knowledge or your ability or your money, what are you going to glory in? He said that you'll glory in the fact that he understandeth and knoweth me. Is that good news to you? That you know that the Lord has done what he is pleased in, in terms of salvation? That's something to glory in. That's something to rest in. That's something that we ought to not be ashamed of. That God is not worried about populating heaven. He did that. 
but he does desire us to deliver this from faith to faith. To his honor and his glory. May Thank you for listening to The Firm Foundation. If you'd like more information about the Primitive Baptist Churches of this area, you can email me, newbuildedpbc at gmail.com. Join us next week to hear another Bible-based message on The Firm Foundation.